0: Attention is in short supply these days, yet it is important to executive function, doing well in school, and overall life success. Hi, I'm Jeff Coleman, and this is Attention Ladies and Gentlemen, a show for teachers and parents who want to learn more about attention and what we can do to help our children be more successful in school and life. So if I could have your attention, we will get started. Hey, before we get started today, I wanted to tell you about a fun way to train attention skills from our show's sponsor, BrainLeap. Where you look and where you're planning to look is where you're placing your attention. The Attention Arcade leverages this connection to train attention skills with specially designed video games that children control using only their eyes. You can learn more by going to attentionarcade.com. Welcome to Attention, ladies and gentlemen. I'm very excited to have Dr. Jean Townsend joining us today. Dr. Townsend is a neuroscientist at the University of California, San Diego, and she has been studying attention for, well, for a very long time. Welcome, Jean.
1: Thank you, Jeff. I'm happy to talk with you about attention. Um, So
0: if you could tell our audience a little bit about how you got into research and how you, you know, what attracted you about attention and why you thought it was very interesting.
1: So I, um, I have, as you said, I've been doing this research for a very long time, uh, thirty plus years. Um, I. I got my degree, uh, my doctorate is actually in clinical psychology and with a specialization in neuropsychology. So during the course of that, um, I studied attention in graduate school and it just became very interesting to me because it's a base, a, an extremely basic skill that is a scaffold or supports a lot of other cognitive function. For example, you really can't remember anything without attention. So um, it, it is uh, basic to human behavior. And I guess it just interested me.
0: So that, that's really interesting. Why is attention important to remembering things?
1: So um, if you have ever tried, for example, to remember a phone number uh, there are different t- tricks to doing it. You have to repeat it, but you absolutely can't do it unless you're paying attention to those numbers. Uh, okay. And that's true of almost anything else. Now, there are some different kinds of memory that are uh, uh, subconscious. There's memory priming and that sort of thing that are um, require only low-level attention and processing. But basically, anything you're going to remember, you have to pay attention to. It's a big problem in school for children, for example. Um, sure. Te- teachers work at getting their students to pay attention because if they're distracted, they miss all of the information. And if they're attending to their neighbors or shooting spitwads or something, they're not a-
0: attending. Absolutely. Um, so tell us a little bit about the research you've done over the years and what you've learned about attention and you know typical and atypical attention and. Yeah, we'd love to hear more.
1: Okay, so um, most of my research has been with autism spectrum disorder, um, although I have studied other developmental disorders, including developmental uh, language disorders, and um, uh, a little bit about ADHD, but mostly ADHD in association with autism. Um, I've also studied attention in older adults and what happens to attention as we age. Um, But that's a slightly different track. So one of the things that's interesting about attention and development, well, let me start by saying – what I think attention is because it's kind of a vague word. You absolutely yes. know what it means when, when you say pay attention, you mean for whoever you're talking to, to look at something or listen to something that's going to happen. Right. Uh, teachers do that often in class. Um, so you kind of know what that is, but basically it's, it's that all the time you're bombarded with a huge amount of sensory information, lots of sights, lots of sounds, touch, smell, taste. Um, You can't possibly process all of it to the same degree. So attention is that filter that tells you what you need to focus on, um, helps you to decide very, very quickly um, what you need to be, what needs to be your focus. And at the same time, Um, You have to be able to shift attention quickly. If something changes in your environment that you need Mm -hmm. to pay attention to, you're walking down the street and um, uh, a car comes across when you're about to step out the curb, you you need to uh, have some attention to the rest of your surroundings, even if your focus is something different. And so... um, attention again is that filter that helps you decide what matters and where you should be focused uh, where at any your processing energy should be focused right. at any given time.
0: Well you if I can interrupt for a second you said sure. we're bombarded by lots of information and and sensations all the time. So this isn't just a social media problem. This is no. something that humans have had <laughs> yes. to deal with for a long time. You're talking in the Outside of the computers and everything, we we deal with that.
1: Absolutely. in a way, computers uh, simplify the problem because uh, they give you a focus. It's an external focus. And if you're looking at a computer screen, there may be multiple things in the computer screen. But right now distracting sounds for me are shut out because of those these headphones Mm -hmm. right and um i am looking at this screen and although i'm aware of other surroundings around me, there's a lot of other visual stimulation in my environment and in yours right now but i'm focused on you on the other hand if there was a bright flash or if something happened in my environment to really uh change The sensory Mm -hmm. stimulation um, it would capture my attention and then i would shift very very quickly and that's hugely important now in a social situation um, particularly if you're in a group of people or if you're in a classroom um, there's a lot of both auditory and visual stimulation, particularly, and you have to be able if you're talking with a group of people, you have to be able to shift attention very quickly from one person to another. I might be talking to you and looking at you and another person says something and I immediately shift my attention and usually my eyes and turn my head to that person. Right. This all happens, that attentional shift happens so fast it happens in milliseconds um it is um uh some of it is just automatic Uh, things capture your attention and some of it's some of it's on purpose i intend to shift my attention to this so um that has always been necessary and that um that problem has always been with us Um, okay so um now, development what happens now when attention is working properly, which is what I just described, then you're able to focus on the most important thing in your in current environment and you're also right. able to change quickly. So you have control of that process so that you f- function well. Um, there are things that uh, disturb that uh, process. And some of those are developmental things. So, uh, um, certain diseases, for example, affect attention, and um, it's a huge problem. So, exam- for example, after a stroke, uh, certain kinds of stroke, some people are unable to pay attention to one side of space. Right. In, in okay. Some kind of posterior stro- strokes. Uh, in developmental disorders, attention is is very commonly affected, and. Um, We think to some degree we may know how that starts in autism. Uh, We know a little bit about it. In ADHD for example children either just simply are inattentive, they don't pay attention to what's going on around them very well or they are um, hyperactive and distractible. I mean there are different varieties of ADHD. The studies I've done in autism have um, identified a number of specific problems that are common in autism. In autism spectrum disorder, um, symptoms vary widely and the features that go with this disorder is all parents and teachers who work with kids on the spectrum know. they're, every child is an individual and the features are slightly different, okay. but some attentional problems are common. Um, one of these is a difficulty shifting attention about. So they're slow uh, to shift attention about. Um, some, a substantial number of children on the autism spectrum also have ADHD features, And again, those can be um, include hyperactivity, inattentiveness, or distractibility. Okay. So those are really um, common problems, and they very much affect the way children behave. Now, if you th- think about what I've been saying about attention, if you have problems with attention early in development, so one of the first things that's noticeable in a child who's going to be diagnosed with autism is they might um, not move their attention around at all. They kind of get stuck, hung okay. on some something. And so when that happens, it's very hard to get them to move their attention. This is obviously a A huge developmental problem because um, the way children learn about their environment is to move their attention around so let's just take a small example learning language for example parents often the way you build a child's vocabulary is you point at something that's a dog and the Uh child sees this dog running across the uh, lawn and learns to identify that as an object that has this name associated with it dog, Right. Um, that's a ball. If the ball is moving and a child is not um, able to shift attention from whatever he or she was focused on previously, yeah, if, if they aren't able to follow that gesture and see that animal before it's run away, then it's going to take them a long time to learn what a dog is. And so that really affects the development of language. Okay. Um, also affects social skills because, as I described, um, so social things move very fast. People change right. expressions fast on their face. You learn to identify those expressions with what they're saying and the tone of their voice. So, if very young children know when mom or dad are mad, right? Yeah. <laughs> or if they're stern and want you to do something, or if they're happy and smiling if you don't shift your attention very quickly, you miss part or all of a change in expression and you don't associate the the tone of the voice with the expression. And so things that should be integrated and go together to help you understand social behavior um, are missing or they take a long time to learn because you just uh, need to be in position to see those changes. A social environment in a group, say a group of children, moves very fast. Kids don't stay still. They're running around. They're moving. They're laughing. All sorts of things are going on. And if you can't change your attention quickly uh, to keep up with what's going on in the group, uh, that affects your social behavior. That also affects the way other children treat you. And it even affects the way your parents treat you. So if... um, I'm a child who has difficulty moving my attention very quickly and you smile at me and I miss the smile so I don't return the smile. I'm not rewarding you for smiling at me. Okay. I don't smile back. You're not it's, it's a vicious cycle. So right. okay. they miss they miss a lot of things. Now eventually I think most kids on the spectrum do do catch up with a lot of that, but those early experiences are huge and um, they are difficult to overcome. So that's it. And
0: is there? I mean, as part of your research, do we understand why attention problems start to surface? What's behind it? So there,
1: there actually are some interesting models. One, one of the more interesting one is uh, developed by um, a researcher named Joe Piven. And the Pivin model takes you all the way from genetics to behavior. And let me vastly oversimplify this and not do it justice, but we don't have time. Um, so it starts with, we know a lot about genetic um, differences in autism and how they might lead to some of the features in autism. Okay. So there's a genetic basis for um a really early in early childhood overgrowth of some parts of the brain, particularly in the frontal cortex, the front part of the brain, that growth happens earlier than there There are um, windows of brain development. And those windows and the timing are actually very important because what happens as your brain in a, a baby develops is um, – Uh, They develop kind of on a schedule, and that drives brain connections that are made, say, from visual centers in the brain to frontal cortex where you're going to use that visual information. Okay. Okay. Or you're going to use it to direct gaze. Some of those major connections... Are the connections, are the pathways that support attention or that drive attention. And those are long pathways in the brain, all the way from the back of the head and visual cortex to the front um, auditory cortex to the front of the brain um, that drive behavior. And of course, there's a lot of other uh, subcortical support too. So, anyway. When that timing is off, so if there's mm-hmm. this early overgrowth, and you can only see that in very very young babies that are going to um, later receive the diagnosis of autism, then those connections don't form when they should, and so you have some differences in the connectivity from the front of the brain to the back of the brain, um, that and those connections are what drive attention, and okay. so. Again, the good news about that is um, the brain is really plastic. Okay. <laughs> and so for all of your life, including when you reach advanced age, you can do things to change those connections. Following an injury, you can make new connections. Um, so it's one of the reasons that different kinds of training and therapy really work in autism mm. spectrum disorder. And you can train attention and if you do that you're making new connections in their brain or you're reinforcing weak connections that were there but weren't quite strong enough and so you actually can change things physically structurally it takes a long time anyway that overgrowth again leads to faulty connection long distance connections and causes um, people who have that problem to process a little bit differently so they might um, process more local visual information more locally, which in some ways is a strength because they're great at detail. Okay. <laughs> so they see a lot of visual detail that you might not see or that I might not see. Um, some people are spectacular at um, counting items, for example, that sort of thing. You can do it with a glance. Uh, it's, it's a different focus and a different kind of processing. Right. But harder for them uh, is, sort of, uh, is um, the sort of integration that you, you need and, again, control of attention, which means something sensory gets processed in your visual cortex. And that information doesn't uh, get to frontal cortex in time in a very timely fashion, so it doesn't affect your behavior as
0: fast as it should. Hmm. Okay. Is
1: that clear? <laughs> yeah. Any, anyway,
0: uh, mostly uh, that's a lot of information, and yes. um, but yeah, I appreciate the you know where you're how you're explaining it and simplifying it for us. But you said something in there that we can continue to build and strengthen those connections in the brain. Um, yes. That brings me to the fact that um, you were involved in the early research that later became the Attention Arcade with brain Leap. Um, yes. Can you tell us what you how you came up with this idea, and you know why you thought it would work, and, and what you saw in the research.
1: So um, it was a combination of things. I'd studied attention for a long time, and I wanted to do try to turn that into something useful. Often okay. researchers are faced with um, doing something basic that's more along the lines of basic science, and you publish an academic paper and maybe some other researchers read it and then it doesn't have any practical value and in the case of autism uh... i guess i wanted to try to do something to change um, this behavior and i thought because of what i just said earlier um, uh... the brain is very plastic and even adults can learn now obviously given what i said earlier this would be much more effective um, in very young children because if you can change, if you can improve attentional skills in very young children, right. um, you kind of interrupt this developmental cascade that I described earlier where um, you miss things and so that has repercussions. It, it, right. it affects the way other people see you and the way you interact with other people and so on and so forth. So if you can stop it early, you can make a huge difference. But I also believe you can make a difference at any time. Okay. I mean, people do major rehabilitation after a brain injury. And mm-hmm. eventually, they can form new connections. Um, you can, it's it, it's somewhat like uh, training muscles, right? I mean, if, if you, you uh, exercise and train mm-hmm. your muscles, they work a lot better than they did if you don't do that. <laughs> right. Um, so, I I wanted to do something, and then the rest of it, um, there's actually a large literature showing that attention is pretty easy to train, and the interest in games came along simply because that's something children will do without being forced. We wanted the right. games to be fun enough that the kids would play them on their own, and um, want to do it Uh, um, a lot of the therapy that um, might be helpful to kids is not a lot of fun and so they don't engage in it all that willingly and if we could find something they wanted to do and during that period of time i had the good fortune to uh, uh, make contact with leanne chukowski and she is a vision expert and she also had an interest in games and so it was actually her idea to um, turn these games into gaze-driven games, which is extremely effective because um, if you have to use your eyes to play the game, then you are definitely controlling attention. And the degree to which you do that, uh, the, the the better you get at moving your eyes to play the game, the better your attention gets. It just kind of comes along for free. Um, and that's one thing. And the second thing is, Um, You have to stay focused on the game. If you're playing this game with your eyes and you get distracted and your eyes move away, everything stops. Uh, The game doesn't continue. So kids can play on their own. Somebody doesn't have to stand over them and make sure that they are actually doing what they're supposed to be doing. It's built into the process. And so that – it kind of was a combination of developing. And then um, we had some challenges getting games programmed, but um, eventually I think it turned out to be quite successful.
0: Yes, yes. Um, and so what, um, so you're, you're training games, at, based on what you're explaining to us, we're, we're training games, are we, are we strengthening connections in the brain then? And so that's, how is that likely to be happening?
1: so that's my notion um everything is about brain function i mean everything you do requires brain cells communicating with other brain cells so you get these networks of brain cells that help you pick up a glass okay or throw a ball or walk across the room or read a book and that's all about brain communication Um, and those connections can be strengthened or built by using them. And so, the connection, those attentional connections that allow you to play the games, for example, the training game, move your eyes and your attention quickly from one thing to the next, um, are using those, those attention related. communication pathways in the brain. Mm -hmm. And when they do that, they get stronger. The more you use them, again, it's like training a muscle. The more you use it, the stronger that connection gets. Um, Connections that aren't used at all die, and the cells associated with them die and Hmm. that's actually a normal developmental process by the way is um, as children get older and their brains get more efficient um, a lot of the uh, early connections and cells that they aren't using anymore fade away and then um, they build longer and longer and more efficient brain communication Um, Hmm. very interesting That's my model of what's happening. Um, It's very hard to test, and it probably takes a long time. So um, I see this, for example, we started doing some of this training in older adults. Their attentional problems are a little bit different. Um, They're very much more distractible. But um, brains, again, are still plastic, and in order to maintain some cognitive fitness and maybe reduce chances of dementia as people get older, and our population is getting older, um, you can um, develop some things that allow you to continually exercise your brain. That's the way I think about it. So it's okay. like brain exercise, and those things are very popular right now.
0: Yeah, um, I, I've heard. Um Well, Gene, thank you so much for your time. This has been very informative and, um, you know, I think our listeners uh, could learn a lot from uh, this discussion and hopefully they have. Is there any last parting thoughts you have for um, parents or educators as they're dealing with, um, you know, children who might have attention challenges?
1: I don't think so, except that one of the things that all all educators know if they work with children who have developmental uh, differences uh, is that um, it takes some patience and it takes time, and it takes a lot of individual attention. So each child, as I said earlier, is really a little bit different. And if you can find the key to getting that child to engage in the material, then you'll be much more successful. Of course, that is dependent upon teachers having time. And the same is true for parents. I think most parents learn that on their own by feeling their way. They find the best way um, to motivate their own
0: child and uh, help them. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Jeff. Thanks for giving me your attention for another show. We hope you learned something that you can apply right away. If you enjoyed the show, please rate us wherever you listen to your podcasts so that other people can more easily find the podcast. And remember to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.